Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Tonight we're going to take a bit of a look at transfers, um, ourselves, Liverpool and also some of our rivals uh, and what they've got planned over the summer and what it looks like. Uh, myself, Dave Dunning and Neil Patterson had a bit of a conversation that lasted quite a while. Uh, for that reason we're going to break it down into, into two and release it as two parts. Um, I'd say there's quite a lot covered, um, basically the top six of, of the Premier League, as well a little bit about Barcelona and Real Madrid. So if you're into your transfers, listen on. What are you looking at? We can discuss it, you know. I suppose the lit probably is is the big, it's it's the one that's the question for me. Like, it really is. The, why is there this delay on it? Um, I don't think he wants PSG. Um, we, he's the type of player we'd be all over. There's, I can't let it go. I don't know why I can't let that go. Like, I think he wants to go to Barca. I think Riola's playing the, I think Riola's playing the, the wages game, going to PSG, going to United, saying, "Oh, we can." Uh, these guys are saying we're going to offer, we're going to offer him, they're going to offer him this much. So she's talking three twenty a week, Dave. Yeah, so so basically, Barcelona put it in the table. What, what what's he going to ask for at twenty one? What's he going to ask for at twenty five? Providing he doesn't break a leg or have a serious injury or not develop the way you want them to, you know, look. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I see my opinion, Davis. The league is great, and you know, if if you're looking really, really forward, forward planning, you could say, right, we'll sign delete, and then in five years' time, we'll have Gomez and delete there for the next fucking whatever, how many years? Well, you won't because sadly, with that agent, you, you know, if he has one good season, we'll settle to the end of it. Well, maybe so, but for me, for me, to see if you're going to go and spend seventy million at, on a centre half. I'm not sure how many more points that's going to give you over the course of a season when we had more clean sheets than anybody else and conceded fewer goals than anybody else in the league. So I don't think that's where you're going to going to gain six, eight, ten more points if that's even possible, you know. And personally, I think you do need to cover fullback to a degree, but I haven't seen really any links with any fullbacks. And if it was me, I might just go to James Milner and say. James, this is what we're going to do next year. You're just going to cover right back and left back and you'll get plenty of games because we're going to play about 100 games next year. I, um, think, I think Milner tells you to fucking jump off one leg, doesn't he? Because in the nicest possible way, probably, because he's coming into the last year of his career, probably last couple of seasons anyway, and he just had to do a job sort of covering, do, doing that last year, essentially. So... I think he might. I, I, I don't think he'd be too chuffed having to play in those positions too often. I'm sure he'd do the job, like, but he moved a lot already. So, um, here's what I don't know. I, I think if we were to go for a fullback, I, I think it appears to be a priority. I think obviously everyone says you want one who can cover both sides. I don't know. It, it doesn't happen that often. You just get one who plays on one side and then you try him on the other side. And, you know, you, you sort of make a man. Like, even Klein played left back for us a few times. Do you know what I mean? So, well, City and, tried to do that last summer with Danilo, didn't they? And that really didn't work. No, it didn't really. So, I mean, I, I just think you, you you maybe go and you sign a left back because you probably got a little bit more more cover on the right, um, and then you know you probably get that that left back to if you're really stuck filling it right back when he has to, or you get um, you get. Milner to do it once or twice, but I don't think you can ask Milner to play 25 games at, at fullback or 30 games at fullback next season. Like, 
Like, yeah, I don't. Where, where do you stand on? You know, there's talk of, of of Dejan going to AC Milan for 25 million. If that's the case, we're making a profit out of him. 30 years old. Um, everybody has their own opinion on Dejan. I I would take that personally. Like I really would. Um, but do, does that leave a need then for something? Look, remember Wolves in the cup. We we'll played a fucking 16 year old. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I think you would. Yeah, you'd need to bring somebody in. But if someone's going to offer me 25 million for Lover, I'd say, yes, sir, please. Can you buy the handoff, like? And I think FSG would as well. And, it, you know, that it's sort of the way it works. Um, they're never going to get more for him, you know. But if you don't sell them this summer, it's probably going to be something like 10 next summer. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and that's a big hit to take on someone who barely started a, a game for us last season. Like sure it. on, I don't know what love will be on wages-wise, but he got a new contract. It's about 120 or something. It's outrageous. Well, he got, a, he got a new contract a couple of seasons ago or last season. Maybe. I think Virgil van Dijk's on that. 180. Yeah, he's, he's on 180. On 180. But, I think uh, so. But yeah, I don't know. an interesting one. I mean, everyone's saying he's driven by the money and it's Raiola and whatever. And that... That might well be true. It might well be true. Um, but I don't know. You just never know. Like I, I think he isn't, Neil, and that's why the delay's there. You know, exactly. would you yeah. would you sign him? I'd sign him in a fucking heartbeat. But not at three hundred and twenty k a week or two hundred. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't what what yeah. you do is you set him down. With, you set him down in a room with Virgil van Dijk. Ask him, "Are you better than this man?" No. Well, he earns one hundred and eighty. You're getting one hundred and fifty. You're not going to do that, but. You could sign him, but only if only if he was willing to come to the European Champions for 120k a week, 160k a week, maybe tops. You know what I mean? You, you, Would you, you spend half your transfer budget on him based on what I just said earlier on? I, I don't think we have a transfer for budget, mate. I honestly don't think we do. I think we've got as much money as we need whenever we need it because we are now a commercial machine. And I, think it's, I think it's more about structures, Neil, about that wage structure and keeping it. I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll break a structure on wages, but I don't think transfer fees or we're wages. not going to pay an, an, an outland transfer fee, but 65, 70 million for Delit probably isn't outrageous. Yeah, he's 19, but he's got, he's captain his side for the Champions League semi-final. He's, uh, he's, he's playing for his country. In every international, he scores goals. He he stops goals going in. Yeah, he's raw, and you know he'll need a bit more awesome whatever. But I'd 100% sign him. And people talk about Joe Gomez, and do you stop the progression? How does it all work? But I'd rather have three world class centre backs at the club, and Joe Maddock as a very very good fourth choice. And with the amount of games you have, you'll definitely have enough for them. And said he had that. You know, City City had fifty million pound centre back sitting on the bench, and you know, Otamendi's on the bench one week, Stones is on the bench for half the season, Company, uh, whatever, whatever. So if you want to, <laughs> and Mangala's and Mangala's on loan at Stoke. Exactly, exactly. So if you want to compete with with a City, yeah, you're not going to be able to match them everywhere, but I think you do need three world class centre backs because because if you were unlucky enough to get two injuries to say Gomez and Van Dyke or even but just Van Dyke like we don't yeah. know what that we, the problem is we don't know what that looks like you know we saw the Bayern game without him um, he had eight, if, if Van Dyke did his cruciate which he's yeah. done before he would be you know that would be huge that would be huge 
You know, if he was out for a year, then you'd really wish you'd fucking sign the lid and not let him, not let somebody else sign him. So, you know, obviously that's worst case scenario, but it can happen. And I just think, you know, if you want, if you want to go and win the Premier League and win the Champions League again next year, fucking go and sign the lid. Don't pay him astronomical wages, and if, he, if that's what he's demanding, and he won't go anywhere without without getting them, then fine. Tell him cheerio. But well, I, I think you know we've been we've been pretty quiet up until now as well. You know we haven't like, said a word. We haven't denied exa- it. And I, I have a feeling it's you know the old transfer domino one has to fall a big one, the, and and it's just fallen with Griezmann. And I'll be interested to see if that starts the 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 domino effect from here on in, because I was sort of kind of expecting especially after winning the European Cup, something to be announced pretty quick, pretty like pretty much like last year. Although last year was a pick-me-up more than a more than anything else after losing. We didn't really need that this season. But I kind of expect them to be working a bit faster. Um, maybe it is just that. You know, they're just waiting for the dominoes to fall in place. Do I think we'll sign him? No. Would you sign him? Would you, be, would you not sign him? I, I don't think I would sign him. I think we, I think we do have a, I think we do have a budget I think, I think I'm going to give Matip the benefit of the doubt and say that this has been like a breakout season for him, the way you say centre-halves do kind of mature yeah, leaders and some other players. Matip. Matip's, no. But if, you, if you're suddenly faced with Matip and AN other, because Gomez and Van Dijk are, are out, Van Dijk's got a six-month injury and, and Gomez has just got a hamstring or something and he's he's done for a few weeks. And you've got Matip and A another starting for potentially ten games in December or something. Yeah. Are you are you I mean that that that's not too far away given that we're going to the fucking World Club Championship and, and all this bollocks as well. Like, you know, Super Cup. And, you know. Then we need a centre back like so. Well then you know, well then Maybe, maybe what I do is I just say to Fabinho, "You're going to play centre back for the next two months." What? You've got a gap and hole in your fucking midfield. Well, that well, Dave, that bring, well, hold on, Dave. That brings us to a conversation about maybe what you do is instead of putting your money in into the centre half position, seventy odd million pounds or however many wages into your centre half position, we have got three what I think are stellar centre-halves there. You've got the best defensive record in the league. You've most clean sheets in the league. I think you take that money and you stick it somewhere else. Yeah. Where you, but, I mean, say, that that's fair enough if you're operating from, from the idea that we have a set, you know, a real set budget and we're not going to go over it. But I think if we're, if we're realistic, we're, we only need, and we're only in the market for, what, three players? Maybe but, four at the most? Yeah, I would say so. Three or four. What, so, what, I think we'll see. I think we'll see. Maybe a maybe a goalkeeper if Mignolet goes, like some somebody for not very much money because Allison's going to play practically all the games. Yeah, I think you'll see left back cover. I think you'll see a midfielder of creative sorts, not necessarily a number ten, but certainly someone whose numbers from midfield are a little bit better. And then I think you'll see a, a flexible attacking forward player. Yeah. And I think that's what you'll see. So I, I don't think we'll sign delete, and I wouldn't sign delete. So not that know, he's not fucking brilliant, like, but I just, I just don't see. I, I don't think that's where the the biggest value for money we'll get from the squad improvement. Yeah, I mean, I, I can take that argument definitely. I mean, as you rightly say, we've got um, 
we, we had the best defensive record, you know, most clean sheets and all the rest of it. I just there is just that thing that the Verge and Allison are are key, and you know, maybe for a while wouldn't be as as costly as we all imagine, but just don't know, and it's the fear of that unknown for me that, that sort of drives yeah, you, you can get by a little bit more with, without the, the fantastic left-back cover I mean, left-back cover we're, we're, I mean, that's the other thing, if Andy Robinson were, were to actually get injured like properly injured, he, he got a hamstring strain apparently playing for Scotland there um, but nothing serious, just a strain um, but if he were to be out for a couple of months like what, what do you do there, and how good so if you move it on, so say say you don't invest all your eggs in, in the centre back basket, but what I was getting at with it before we go back there, what I was getting at with the number of players is that we're going to generate money in sales. You know, we're talking about potentially Lovren. Uh, there's others going, and that's a huge that's a huge gain back on the wage. Uh, well, I think we've already had a few a huge gain back on the wage with you know if you look at Ings, Ings Moreno and Sturridge. Yeah, that's not insignificant. 20 that's twenty mil already, maybe twenty, twenty-five for Lovren. Yeah. You know, you go on and on. You're going to generate a hundred million in sales. So it does, nobody's telling me that if we didn't, if if we wanted to, we couldn't have a budget of one hundred and fifty million plus our hundred million in sales. No, Chief, you're right. But like you say, there, if Robertson gets injured, there's literally nobody except could, James Milner. I mean, you could still buy, for argument's sake, you could still buy Delit for like 70 mil, 65, whatever pounds, yeah. and go and buy left back cover for 25 million or 30 maybe, million. Maybe so, but I'm just, my point just being is you've got, you've got Matip, at the minute, you've got Matip, Van Dyke, Gomez, Lovren, and potentially Fabinho. There's all options at centre half. Yeah, I suppose Fabinho. You, at right back as well. If you're go, if you're going to go to those lengths, Dave. Well, potentially an option. Well, okay, then. Well, so if we, if you want to say that, that's fine. You've got fuck all at left back after Robertson. Nobody who can replicate what he does. It's the same with the oh, front goodness. three. It's it, <laughs> fuck off. It's the same with. The, but it's the same with the front three. You know, you've got you've got no one who can replicate what Mane, Firmino, or Salah do. Once you once you pull one of them out. There's nothing even close to a like-for-like replacement. So for me, those oh, were the priorities. And a, a striker like or a forward, a versatile forward. There, there's no doubt that's that has to be a priority. We definitely need to augment that front three. Yeah, so that's what I mean. No, the, the centre half position for me is way, way down the list, Chief. Yeah, that's fair enough. And therefore, and there's more natural, there's more natural rotation in those attacking positions and midfield positions than there is with your centre back partnership. If it was me, I'd play the two same centre halves every fucking week if I could. That's the point, though. That's exactly what I mean. There is no rotation, so if one of them gets injured properly, then you're fucked because you can cover it a little bit more in the front positions because you have a few more of them, and and you know it is a little bit more versatile. And you rightly say there is a massive drop off. And we, will, we we definitely need to sign someone there, but I don't know. I just think that uh, when there's this opportunity going, and you've got the chance to get, you know, potentially one of the best centre backs in the world to play alongside potentially the best centre back in the world, with potentially the best, you know, second best or joint best centre back already there. It's just an opportunity you you, you kind of it's almost would be remiss not to not to take, but. 
you know, um, I can also take the argument that if you're, we've got a we've got a solid centre back pair, and if not a great centre back pair, and in fact, um, so why go in sort of balls deep um, with seventy million? I don't know. know it's is somewhere down the line as well. You know, during that uh, Nations League thing, that maybe you, you know a few of the Dutch camp maybe spoke to Dolit about you know, you know his his future and whatnot, and I think that's maybe what's causing. The delays and and you know the pensive uh, stance that he seems to have taken because it seems like a complete fucking circus at the minute. Well, he was nailed on, wasn't he? Everybody said he's nailed on for Barcelona months ago. Everybody was saying that it's that it's busy. He's going to Barcelona, and it seems to me that if that was going to be the case, then it would be done. If if the lip was all about going to Barcelona, he wouldn't be asking for more than they could give him. And then how much is that is down to Raiola wanting more money? Um, it, yeah. see, that, that, that suggests then an agent-player conflict, which again would be fucking bizarre. Exactly. It doesn't, doesn't sound like it to me. Because, you know, he's got the world at his feet. And yeah, Raiola's Raiola. But he, he also works in the best interests of his clients That's in, in some way. And <clears throat> Just because we're fans are, and we hate it doesn't mean to say he's not doing the right thing. Exactly, and you, you, you've you've heard the quotes or you've read them that uh, you know he's, he wants to let basically to join Liverpool. So you know how how much you believe that or whatever is, but it's out there. It's in the media, and like you said earlier, we've been completely silent on this. Completely, nobody's come out and said not that we have to, but and that makes no, it extra fishy for me, Neil, as well. You know what I mean? The, our silence is definite. It's not just Van Dyke. You know, it's also it's also Gini Wijnaldum. It's also Hovel. You know, Pep Linders. Linders. You know, working for Jurgen Klopp has got to be number one on every top young players list, surely. And to come to Liverpool when they've just won the year, you know, the Champions League. I mean, didn't Hazard do that? And and on the up, Neil, like it's a, such an upward trajectory. I can really say that word. You know, I mean, you look at 2005, we won it. We didn't look at, you know, we didn't feel the same as we feel today. You know that we are fucking going places again. There's, there's another scenario here, and I might be way, way off the mark, but for me, Barcelona have spent a lot of money on Coutinho, on Dembele, on Malcolm, um, on Umtiti, on Langley, and players like this. And there's a lot of money tied up in Messi. And I think we, I think we, I think a lot of the time we feel to recognize how much money's actually tied up in Messi's contract. Like it's fucking huge. And they've just went out and spent, what, what 108 million on Griezmann. They've spent, 75 on Frankie de Jong. They've brought in some Brazilian fullback and they haven't been able to offload anybody yet. And it's fairly... They they haven't been um, quiet about making it obvious that... Dave, they haven't offloaded because the the price that they're suggesting for these players, the rest of the clubs are going, you're fucking taking the piss here. Uh, you know, their valuation and, and, and you know the valuation maybe of what they thought they could get for these players in signing the players that they've signed today is not going to meet their expectations I feel and, and Madrid are in a sa- exactly the same position but they, you know, know, the football world I, knows I agree. they want to sell I agree but and, my, my point there is Dave that 
is there potentially is there potentially a financial issue with Barcelona that's holding this deal up? There, there could three hundred and twenty k a week, Dave. That's what's holding it up. If that's what Real wants from him, he's not getting it anywhere but, but, but PSG. As you said, they've made loads of other signings. They've gone out and done those. So if he was, you know, how how, how does the lit feel if he's the one that's like, here, mate, just hold on, that we get rid of these, and then we'll come back for you. Do you know what I mean? So that I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't doesn't sound. Doesn't sound like I would be accepting that if I were him at this point. Whenever basically I could choose whichever club I want to go to. He's and if Barcelona's property in Europe right now, absolutely. And if Barcelona wanted him, they'd have him by now. One of the others would be waiting for them to offload. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think there probably is a cash flow problem. I don't know if they'll be able to offload a lot of these players. You know, the money, as Dave says, the money they're asking potentially the wages they, they were on and, and whatever, and, and the fact that they've essentially become flops at Barcelona. I mean, Dembele is a case in point. He's nothing like the player that he was when, when they went after him and, and paid all that money Would for him. Would you take him at Liverpool now? I don't know. I I, I, I think his stock's fallen incredibly. <laughs> he's barely played for how long? Do you know what I mean? I think, I think it's the attitude and the antics that, you know, you've got, you know, I think you, you guys covered this in pods before. You know, the type of player that we're looking at at the moment, you know, it's, it's almost like a job interview as well as, you know, your, your ability on a football field, how well you fit into that squad, how, how well you're going to integrate yourself, you know, into that ethos that we, we have built there, which is, you know, it looks like the envy of the football world at the minute. Can you buy into that? And, and you know, certainly Dumbelli's sort of, Antics, let's call them. Um, you know, late for training and basically disrespecting the club. And I, I don't think that's somebody. Even though Klopp knows him, I don't think, I don't think we, we would go for him. No, I would agree. Like, I mean, um, it was the same when he left Dortmund. Sure, he basically went on strike, disappeared, went to Barcelona, and didn't come back almost until they sort of just agreed. Dortmund eventually just agreed the fee. He did. He was even worse than Coutinho for us. They both did it at the same time. And uh, Dembele was even worse. So he's, he's sort of done it again at Barcelona, as you're alluding to. And I don't think we would be interested. I mean, I'm sure there are clubs that would be. You, you talk about Coutinho there. Is Coutinho, after, after his year and a half in Barcelona, what's his value? It's certainly not 145 million. You'd, you know, you'd struggle. If, you, if, if, if I wasn't a Liverpool supporter and my club were looking at, at, at Coutinho, fucking 80 million would seem very expensive. Papers would say they're asking 96 million euro for him, and I don't know where that number's come from or how accurate that is, but that's what I've seen. It sounds fairly specific, doesn't it? I guess it's like 80 million quid or something, is it? Some, yeah, some, something around about that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. United would pay it. United would pay it, there's no doubt. Would he go? I don't know, probably. Like, you know, you talk about United will pay, United will pay, United will pay. But you've got to remember, you're not you're not putting yourself in the window of Champions League, and really, you know the de- well, most care than no, no Champions League for them right now. Yeah, and you know it'll not be at least far from his first be. choice. Yeah, not first choice. I mean, PSG is potentially a move for him as well. Well, Dave, you mentioned something to me before about that, didn't you? About what? Uh, continuing PSG. Aye, well, there's a rumour flying around Brazil here. I was watching on TV here uh, yesterday. And a swap deal involving Neymar and Coutinho. And they re- they reckon the only reason they can do it is because both players' stock have fallen so dramatically. The, the only way around it is to swap them. 
Um, Neymar wants out of PSG. Coutinho wants out of Barcelona. So the idea would be to swap them over. But that doesn't help. You know, when, 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 you know we just spoke about their wage structure and how much it's, it's, it's centered around Messi. Um, and they've just bought Griezmann as well. Like, are, are we offloading Suarez? Who are we offloading? Like, Griezmann took a pay cut. Griezmann's openly said he's taken a pay cut to go to Barcelona. Yeah, and I think Suarez did it as well. Whenever he left us, he took a pay cut to go there because it was his dream. I think Coutinho pretty much the same. Um, I mean, if it's the next dream, he'd be taking a pay cut to go there. I can assure yeah. you one thing. If fucking Neymar's going there, the last thing in his mind, on, a, on his father's mind, is taking a pay cut. Yeah, they have they have bigger issues to deal with right now, but we'll not go into <laughs> much, we'll not go, much, much bigger yeah, issues. Yeah, we'll not go into that. So listen, let's. I want to talk about the midfield because it's it's nearly like it's nearly like you've already signed two players for the midfield because kind of you don't need anything, Dave. And yeah, I, I sat and looked at it and gone, do we really need anything? But then we don't have that, you know, just that. Bernardo Silva, prime example. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. That's a prime example of what we don't. That's what we're missing. Yeah, and if we I, would I, th- add I think you're that, right. If we would add right. that in amongst what we've got, we are totally, fle- tactically, we could be totally flexible. Um, and, and, you know, work it out against certain oppositions, what will be best for us, when we when we need the, you know, the pick to unlock and, and so on. But it's 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 the next Bernardo Silva we're looking at. Is that the Jao Phoenix guy? Is that Bruno? For I know nothing about the two, by the way. I don't know. Like I mean, it, I mean, obviously Bernardo Silva is awesome, but I mean, I don't think you get too many of him. To be fair, so um, I I think we will uh, add, but not in not in in central midfield particularly. I mean, at this you've got Kaida coming in, as you say. You know, Did you take Christian Eriksen too. Would you, of course, you, I mean, would you take him? He's a, he's a top quality player, but I mean, is he a mid? Is no, he what, what I mean is, does he, does he fit for you? Does he fit into to what we're doing? And I don't think he fits the profile of player that we've been sending. He's 29 or something along those lines. He's actually only 27, Dave. We, we are, we're, we're making him an old man before his time. So that signifies peak. Um, you know, you get three, four years out of him. I'm led to believe he was a boyhood Liverpool supporter. Don't know where that comes in, and and you know, look, there's been a couple of links um, to him. You love him, don't you? I do love him. I do love him, but I don't know. I want him. You know, I, we. I, I love him, but I don't know whether I want them. Neil, that's if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I don't know whether I wanted him. Want wanted now. I don't know whether he fits. Is he a bit too slow? Does he? You know, does he press enough? Is that just me not watching Spurs enough to not know that? I know he's obviously top quality. I know he's, you know, excellent, great shots from outside the box. Great free kicks, great at Lincoln, you know, great vision. Probably, you know, up there with being Spurs' best player over the last three, four, five seasons. I wanted him desperately when they signed him. We apparently, as everyone knows, scouted him for years and then fucking decided not to bother. And Spurs ended up getting him for like 12 million or something stupid, 16 million. I can't remember. Something daft anyway, like. I also think he stays at Tottenham because, like, you know, it's clear. I read in the paper somewhere um, that Zidane and Perez had a had a bit of a bashing of heads. Uh, Perez wanted Christian or uh, Christian Eriksen, and uh, Zidane only wants Pogba, and Zidane has won. So I think Eriksen's pretty much in limbo. Uh, you know, if, I think if a team like Liverpool, a Premier League team, were to look at him, 
you know, with a year remaining in his contract, what Spurs see the value in him, there's no way on this earth we'd be paying half off. No, I don't see it happening. I don't see Spurs selling him to us. I see, I mean, I think Tottenham's number one priority at this point is is trying to keep their players so they don't see them making any big signings with that stadium um, hanging around their necks. So, well, Chief, the rumour is today that they are in advanced talks with the fella from Leon and Dombele, the midfielder. Okay, so like to replace your man uh, Dembele, who essentially went to went to China and pretty much to do that job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, if you're going to let an Ericsson go, is an Dombele going to get you the the creativity and whatever? I, I just think you try and keep him. If you're Spurs, I mean, of course Liverpool could, if you could get him for a bit of a knockdown price, then why not? But I mean, I, he's obviously he obviously makes the first team squad, but and he's probably in and around the first team. But what do you change to bring him in? How how does it work? I don't think he has the energy or the the pace or mobility for I don't, I don't for that side. I don't think he's a club sort of player. No, Liverpool. I agree. I agree totally. I think Bernardo Silva. And speaking of which, that, that guy Rabio is another one. I don't think it's a club player. I don't think he's a Liverpool player. I don't. I just don't. You know, I know that's one that keeps coming back. And you he's mentioned not, it. I don't see it. He'll no, be linked with everybody all summer because essentially he's without a club at the moment. Yeah. He'll probably end up. At, he'll probably end up at United. Wouldn't surprise me loads or Inter Milan or something like that. Or or the newfound wealth at Newcastle, maybe. <laughs> if that comes to fruition. No one's buying Newcastle. Well, as I say, it, it remains to be said. I saw actually a thing today that uh, Chelsea are looking to take Benitez back. Good Lord. I saw that as well. Oh, that's uh, that one. Chelsea are in a bad, bad way, but we'll maybe talk about them a wee bit later on. Have a laugh. So I have it. I think, I think Sikiri gets sold. Yeah. So, so you're, what you're saying, Dave, is that these players coming out, like Lalana and Shakiri, have both come out after the Champions League final saying, we're going nowhere. We're here and we're staying. Um, how, how do you I think, think fits? I think I think security gets sold, and I think security gets sold because it was. I don't think it's a coincidence that when stopgap is what you're saying he was. Well, not necessarily a stopgap. I just don't think it's quite. I just don't think it's quite worked for him. Um, we accommodated him into that four-two-three-one formation earlier on in the season, and he he got games. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't that that formation wasn't played just for him, probably more so for Fabinho, but that worked for him because he had the extra protection behind him and didn't have so much defensive responsibilities. But once we moved to the 4-3-3 after that mid-season um, warm-weather training camp and we pretty much stuck with 4-3-3 the rest of the season, he hardly got a kick, and I don't think that that's a coincidence. So Because he's wasteful, Dave. Like, let's be well, honest, I, you know, he is a I don't bit know wasteful with the ball. I don't think it's not tactically switched on enough to play in the That's what I think it is. I don't think he's tactically aware enough to play in a 4-3-3. And that's, I think, why Klopp maybe just cuts his losses with him and says, you gave us a great year, but it, it, this the way we're moving forward, it's probably not going to be ideal for you because you're not going to get a lot of games. And I think we bring someone in who's a care. Sure, sure, for care, fine. Someone like that. We bring someone in like that. And I think it's kind of the same with the Sturridge situation up top, where Sturridge goes, didn't get a lot of games, and you bring someone brilliant in to replace him. I think we're looking two fucking belters to replace Sturridge and Shaqiri. That's what I think. 
nice. Well, I mean that that's got legs. Like, um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk in the build-up to the opening of the transfer window that Liverpool were were definitely in the market for a for a front three player. And obviously, we know Sturge is gone. There's a chance Origi could go. It makes sense. We've talked about we we had names flying around Timo Werner, of course. If you, you know. if you look at maybe if you maybe look at the you know the, we've looked at the Barca cast offs um, for this season, but Madrid have quite a few as well. Is there anything in there that, that, would, that would spike your interest in Isco, for example, or you know who doesn't seem to fit the profile of there? Do you think he's he's a player I've always admired? I'm not. So I like Isco. Does Zidane not yeah. like him? But um, oh, I thought Zidane did like him. Maybe I'm wrong. I was told he didn't. Maybe maybe I've got it wrong, Dave. I'm not. I'm not 100. I don't follow Madrid that 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 no, closely. No, I'm not 100 either. But again, he's he's a player that they think is worth a hundred million, and and really, you know, you're trying to sell him, so he ain't worth a hundred million. Different if somebody's knocking the door down to pay you a hundred million, but you're looking a hundred million. That's a, that's that, that's a different gravy entirely. Well, Madrid, fuck Madrid. Well, they've already signed 300 million pounds worth of players. You know, um, what five players or something with with Ferland Mendy coming in today? Hazard's there. The signed Jovic. The deal for Militao was already done. Um, they're gonna get Pogba, aren't they? They're, they're looking at somebody like Pogba or you know Eriksson's been linked with them as well as Dave says. But you'd probably be guaranteed they're going to spend about another hundred million, so they're gonna to have to sell. So I don't know. They, they want rid of Bale. It's very, very obvious they want rid of Bale. I think there's. <laughs> We're massive. talking about the realistic ones that might get rid of. They have 600k a week. He ain't moving. Yeah, there's that. massive. There's and massive 75 million there. they want for him at 30 years old with that injury record. It's fucking fantasy stuff. I think if Bale goes anywhere, he he goes on loan somewhere. Hamas yeah, Rodriguez. On United because they're stupid enough to pay it. Yeah. Hamas Rodriguez is back at. Madrid now, so they're going to be probably looking rid of him because they didn't let loan wouldn't, him two years ago for no reason. Wouldn't take a free with mate. Wouldn't. No. Um, Cruz might go. Kovacic, Kovacic is another one. He's gone back from Chelsea, so they'll likely want to get rid of him. And then there's the funny little ones there. Esco, you've mentioned. Sebeos. Asensio. What, what about him? Because there was well, talk of him the, going last season. And... That's the two. There's Asensio there, and then there's that holding midfielder that we were linked with previously. Is it Sebios, you call him? Uh, apparently, Vinicius Jr. is going to um, that club, uh, the Real Ronaldo's bought. Um, apparently, it's pretty advanced. He could well be going there and loan. So that's, that's more off their wage bill. They're going to loan him out? Yeah, they're going to loan him to the Real Ronaldo. Why not? Seems fair. Give give the kid game time because the way that they're buying at the minute, his his chances are are, are limited. And it, you know, look, they paid forty million for Vinicius Junior. And while he was in Brazil, he was absolutely outstanding, fantastic player. But that's Brazil. It's it's walking pace league. Uh, he was while, making waves at Madrid, though. He was probably the one shining light when they were fucking awful there at the end of the season. That's because they were fucking awful. They've now bought. Well, Real players, Dave, who probably you know are going to want to play for the shirt, who haven't been there and stagnated over a lot of years. You know, it's a fresh challenge to them. So I would imagine, you know, he'll be down the pecking order. And uh, and I say, apparently Ronaldo's all over it to get the. To get, I forget who who what club in Spain he's bought. I'm not a La Liga follower, but apparently that's pretty well advanced. Yeah, I mean, I can't see us signing anyone from Real Madrid if I'm honest. Like, um, no matter who's going. Uh, I can't see it being just just being in that market particularly. 
I don't know what you think, Dave. Done in like you, know, you, you think? Well, actually, I, I just can't see it. Can't see it happening. Like, um, I think there, you know, there, there are these links that, that keep coming up, and there are ones that uh, haven't gone away from last year. And I just think we're we're much more. I don't know we're much more systematic. I mean, who, who knew who was going to end up as Real Madrid manager a year and a half ago? Nobody. We, we were planning our transfers probably that long ago. So I can't see us, you know, being in for whoever, you know, decide, you know, whoever is is not in the boat with the new new Real Madrid. I mean, you look at the the, the likes of Fakir, for example, who's come up again today, and that that would make total sense to me. You know, he's played a full season after uh, in the in the league and Champions League after being told, you know, after this medical thing, he's he's a fraction of the price now. He's had an interview in the Liverpool shirt, and it, it just seems to me, somebody like him or potentially a, a Pepe, who you know we have all these links to, although apparently being poo-pooed here and there, but um, these ones seem more likely. I just don't see Liverpool going to Real Madrid and, and signing someone like. No, it, it seems like a far seal there, and that would that would it's seem very cool. much to me like a like an opportunistic signing, and that that. From everything that I have heard and read, that's not the way that that's not the way we operate. We scout players. Like I think we scouted Firmino for two and a half years before we bought him. We'd been with we'd been linked with Sikiri while he was at Bayern, you know. And I'm in twenty fourteen in twenty fourteen he was linked so strong. I, I thought he was actually going to be a Liverpool player in twenty fourteen, Dave, that, yeah. that window. Yeah, Salah was the same. You know, we, we were trying to get Salah whenever he signed for Chelsea and we ended up signing three years later or something like that. So if there's, I can just imagine the way it works in Liverpool. As, as Klopp says, I need this position, this position and this position or this type of player, this type of player, this type of player. And they go, right. They go into the fucking filing cabinet and they go, right, there's six million pages on here, these eight guys for that position. Here's these six guys for that position and this these five guys for that position. Who do you like? And yeah. I think that, you know, so they'll have... They'll and that have... suggests that there's dominoes to fall before we get the guys that we like, Dave, and that's the reason why the powder's remaining dry at the minute, which still confuses the shit out of me, as I said. Well, potentially, and it's a funny market at the minute because it, it, there's there's going to be massive, massive transfers this summer. Madrid are in transition. We've already talked about the money they've they've thrown about. Same with Barcelona, they're in transition. Um, Bayern, they're ripping things up and starting again too. Um, Pepe's been linked with them also as well as us. Um, links with Sané, Werner. Um, I think is it Havertz as well? Yeah, although Kid. apparently Leverkusen are uh, just not letting him go this year because Brands no, already. They, yeah, they sold Brandt, so um, and Leon Bailey, I don't think is attracting the same attention he did the year before because he hasn't had a great season. Yeah. Um, so there's there's lots of massive clubs, and and that's before we even start talking about fucking the likes of Spurs, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, you know, um, City, Manchester City, you know. Yeah. 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 
I mean, although, so in say, although in saying that, Dave, I think City need to be very, very careful what they're doing in this window, you know, or what they're seen to be doing in this window. I can see them having a. They don't need a lot. Like, let's be honest, they don't need a they'll lot. They'll sign. I think they'll. I think they'll sign. They'll sign a Fernandinho replacement and maybe a centre half. I think that'll be it. And maybe, maybe you see Sane making that move to 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 Bayern. And you know, like see your Joe Felix comes in there. That that that's maybe what they're going to do. But there'll be sales. I think they're going to have to be very very careful. Perception is everything for them this summer. Yeah, maybe so. But you, I think you're right because there's there's players there that will be thinking, I can I can get a move to any of these clubs, and and there might be the deletes if if that's the the line you want to go with with who's going to pay me the most money. Some players might have their preferences for for different reasons, be it. A young German player is going to have Bayern at the top of the list. Um, a, a South American player is going to have, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona at the top of their list, etc., etc. There might be manager pools. Uh, there might be the particular league might be a pool for certain players. But there might be guys out there who know they're in demand, whose agents are hearing them about all over the place, and. It's going to take a little, I think you're right, Dave, it's going to take a little bit of time for things to kind of dampen down and things to get straightened out because yep. clubs are going to be hedging their bets too. Clubs aren't Clubs aren't going to just be going and go, oh, we're going to throw all our eggs in this basket with this one guy and then if we don't get him well, we'll try somewhere else. They'll be tapping up multiple players at any but one Dave, time. But Dave, do you ever remember a transfer window with, you know, so many European, I'm talking European super clubs, in transition, it's, it's going to be a fucking you know it is going to be a hell of a scramble here. I can't remember all of them being in this bad a shape all at one time in one window. It's going to be shooting. It, it just, it, I mean, it depends who gets the upper hand essentially. But you know, players can players can hold out for um, for quite a lot of things this summer because, as you say, that the, the number of, of top players. Um, around hasn't increased, you know. Uh, the the pool of, of top top players is, is probably actually getting smaller, and but the demand has increased massively through the fucking roof. This and this is you know your basic economics this summer. The supply of players is is more limited than the demand of the clubs, the top clubs. Not never mind the fucking. So you're going to end up probably with some less than top less than. Than, than superb players going to the to the European Super Clubs um, when you when you stretch it out because there aren't going to be enough absolute top level ones to, to do the rounds and that's where you've got to have a little bit you, you've got to have your other pull you know you've got to have your manager pull or your trajectory pull or your Champions League winner pull or whatever your Real I think shiny trophy helps but Neil that big shiny big ears helps <laughs> and that's it and it's not a bit of wonder that you know, as you're alluding to, that that it is a domino. You are waiting for the dominoes to fall into place this summer, and you might have to wait a bit longer because there there could be a lot of posturing going on with you know with the situation as it is. Who's going where and for how much? I think we were just spoiled last season the way the way it panned out. You know, no, we no sooner going over Fabinho than fucking Allison arrived. You know, and 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 all the, and all the chaos. Like we forgot that Naby Keita was coming even. Uh, you know, like last season sort of really did spoil us. And, and I think it's for that reason I'm sitting here going, God, it's, it's, it's awful quiet around here. Why are we not doing anything? Why is there no, you know, there's links. We, we're linked to so many players, but there's nothing concrete. There's nothing, there's no concrete link to any player. 
And number one, that that appeals to me on many levels that we're running the club the right way. But it's kind of frustrating too from a fan point of view. I think there's going to, I think towards, I think in August you could see a lot of clubs panic, pa- panic buying. Yeah. They yeah. haven't got their first or second target and they're going to start panic buying and paying stupid amounts of money for players. And this will be something else that's running through clubs' heads. That the longer we hold, and then you, you know yourself, the closer it gets to the end of the transfer window, the more valuable these players become. But, Absolutely. Because clubs become desperate. And, you know, we were, you're right, Dave, 100%, we were treated last year to some absolutely fucking world-class transfer business. Um, and the players that were signed and how they were signed, it was absolutely top drawer. And, you know, look where it's got us. Um, but I think we're in... I think because of that, we're now in a position where these guys are all scrambling around for for players. Um, And we're sitting there and we're kind of thinking, we know who our targets are. We'll have the pick of the bunch. We'll we'll pay who we want, what we want, more than likely. And maybe we'll just have to pay the agents a bit more money to make sure that the chips fall on our side of the table because we do pay an exorbitant amount of agents' fees and that can't be for no reason so surely they are having a part to play in making sure the player that we want ends up at Liverpool I would I would like to see us do what you know United did you know after they won the Champions League or maybe the year after the year after the year after they won the Champions League in 99 where they just went our squad's dead good um, let's just go out and sign Veron and Van Nistelrooy and bang have that. We've still got a squad there. The difference there. there, Dave, but there's a difference. They have an unlimited budget. We are run very much as a very, very, very pure as a business, and and, yeah. and to make profit as well. And and we, Dave, did, that's you know, true. That is, that I, I can't true. see us doing that kind of crazy. We, we'll sign the next big thing. We make stars. We don't buy them. Yeah, no, but I, I I agree with you. But what I mean is, we we don't have to stretch our budget over four, five, six, seven players. We can just go and say, right, we want two players and see whoever we want. And it will be, the, the, the likelihood is it will be this profile of player that we've seen time and time again. It'll be 23, 24, 25-year-olds, good character, fit, strong, athletic, technical footballers who have... No Instagram account. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> yeah, a very well. inactive one. <laughs> and, 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 they've, and they've demonstrated numbers at a high level over you know, two to three seasons. And you'll see that because it's it's a formula and it's a formula that's worked. But my point is that, you know, we don't, we don't have to stretch our funds. We don't have to balance books like that. We we don't need to go out and buy. Madrid have just signed five players. We don't need to do that. We don't need to spend £300 million on five players. We could spend £200 million on two players. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's it because whatever we say about making stars, not buying them and, um, you know, bringing in the next 22, 23, 24-year-old and, and, and so on. The two top signings of of the last season of were, were Van Dyke and Alisson. They're the two that made the difference and they were the two world record signings. And I think you're spot on with that. I think that's exactly what you need to do. And you go out and you buy two 
maybe not two at 100 million, but you maybe buy three at, at 70 million, 75 million, something like that, or one at 70 and, you know, and so on. You, as we said earlier, you're generating a lot in sales. What you need to do now is go in and as, you know, you hear a lot of stuff in the press that Liverpool have, have got a set budget and blah, blah, blah. And that that's the line, obviously, that's being given out. But then you see John W. Henry on Sky saying, nah, we're, we're backing the manager to the hilt. We're planning to double down, essentially, although I don't like that term, but they are Americans. I'd say double up, but anyway double down uh, on, you know, on last season, essentially, on coming one point off winning the Premier League, essentially saying we're here to win the Premier League next season. That's going to happen, whatever it takes, whatever the manager needs. We're going to we're gonna do that. And for me, yeah, you, you go out and you buy maybe not three absolute stars already, but ones that are just about to, to really make that, that, that move. Uh, and ones who are obviously going to fit the system and, you know, with all the holistic scouting about their personalities and, and who they are as people and so on, obviously that's been done. You know, as, as we alluded to earlier, we're not going out to the fire sale. We're, we're not making panic buys. You know, we know our targets and we work well with the agents, as they've said, to, to make sure those things happen for us. So that's what you go out and do. And I, I don't really think we are operating on this tight budget I, I just don't think we are. We're not going to Man United it and go out and just spunk money up the wall. But at the same time, the money's there for the right players. Well, it'll be just interesting to see who the, who those players are and you know I, how wide of the mark the press may be over this. Because like you know, you, you take the, the Nicholas Pepe guy and you know the, the the press would have you believe we're balls deep for him, but then in reality, then you get you get you know respected journalists going in coming out and saying there's been absolutely no contact from Liverpool. You know, it's just, it's all paper talk. And, you know, I think with us winning the Champions League as well, there's a, there's a big desire in the media to, to see who we're going to get and, you know, the, to make the headline and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, like we did it last season. I don't think this will be a headline see, uh, transfer window for us. It'll, be, it'll just be tightening a few well, bolts. What is a headline? You know, what is a headline, for example? Because... Of course, Alisson and Van Dijk were headlines. Everyone knew about Van Dijk because he played in the Premier League. Everyone knew about Alisson because, you know, he played for Roma. We've been harping for- on for years about him. <laughs> exactly. He's had these, you know, ridiculous uh, clean you know, clean sheet record and sh- saves per game record and all the rest of it. Um, so, you know, we knew about them. But someone like Pepe, for example, nobody was talking about him a month ago. Like in the in the in the general Liverpool fan base, in the general, you know, before we won the Champions League, nobody had really obviously people who watch French football and you know they knew about him and so on, but nobody was Appar- going right. Apparently, he's really really right sided, Neil. Um, you know, it, it's not a case of he can play across the front three. Uh, apparently, he's pretty much fixed in Mo's position, which again, that that's that's where I started going. Mm, maybe this isn't the one for us. Well, whether it is or it isn't, you know, the point is... Do you remember Manny used to play? Do you remember Manny used to play at the right for his whole career? Yeah, yeah and now he plays off the left. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, he plays off the right, but he's left-footed. This guy, isn't he? He comes in on his left foot. Is what I, is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he plays off the right, but he's, but he's left-footed. So that's not a stretch to imagine that you could convert him to being able to play on the left as well or adapt him to be able to play on the left as well. 
I, I just don't know, because if you sign someone for 80 million, whether you knew about him three months ago or not, he's suddenly a star. You know what I mean? But isn't it great that we're sitting here, Neil? Like, we're sitting here and we're, and we're, you know, like two seasons, three seasons ago, we'd have a list of length of your arm of players that we needed. We don't need, it feels that we don't need any. If the season yeah, were... You, never, you can never think that, actually. No, I know you, I, 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 but I'm saying as a fan, you can, you can allow yourself for a moment to, to, to think, do we really need anyone? And that's how far we've come. Of course we need someone. But it's, a, it's wonderful, wonderful change in the, such a short space of time. Yeah, it's great not to be desperate. It's great not to be going, fuck, we need this, we need that. Absolutely. But it's just, I've heard it too. And, and yes, we've had time now to digest the Champions League win and, and we're, we're brilliant. We're champions of Europe and all. But we're, we're talking about transfers here. and You can never say we've got it covered. You, you always need to be augmented because if you're not moving forward, you're, you're moving backwards. Well, the the thing is there that you have you've, you've you've two things. There's an element where you could become complacent based on where most of our rivals are, both domestic and European. Where you know we've talked at length about the 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 work that um, Bayern, Barca, Real, the likes of those teams, even PSG, to an extent, who have no midfield um, and have to play fucking. Tupo Moodin up front every now and again. You know, they need work. But, you know, Spurs Spurs are probably going to lose Ericsson and Alderweireld. And they're going to have to spend, you know, maybe 120, 130 million just to stand still. Plus the financial restrictions with their stadium. City are City. There's not much they can do to really improve that score without moving people on, I don't think. And I think, to be honest, I think company going is going to be a far bigger impact on them than than people think at at first sight um and not because of the football race but because of the, the leadership qualities he brings to that to that club um a bit like milner for us at the minute dave uh, absolutely absolutely um arsenal arsenal need a whole new back four and that's not even starting on the fact that they've lost their best player for nothing in aaron ramsey the Juventus. united where do you fucking start like, honestly, where do you start with them? And then you move to Chelsea, and Chelsea have Chelsea have, Chelsea have also lost their best player. And who knows if they can even sign anybody in the you know summer where Chelsea's transfer ban? could be, Dave, and, and it's, it's, it's a long stretch of the imagination, but they have a hell of a lot of very good talent out on loan, young talent. Oh, well, aye, about that, 60 that, If they are well, barred well, from Dave, signing. Well, Dave, that's, that's half the reason they're in this fucking mess in the first place, but, you know... It may be, but, but it could be the case now this season is where they have to actually use them because they can't replenish their squad any other way, which in, in many respects could be a good thing for football. It, it could be a good thing for them long term. The other issue you have there is your you, Sarri looks as though he's going to go and you're asking a manager to come in who might not be able to buy a player for a year and a half. And that's a, that's a tough sale for any top manager. That's a real tough sale. Which is why I'm so, baffled that Rafa Benitez would be looking anywhere near it or thinking anywhere near it. Yeah, well, there's 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 also that. I, it's it's He's probably one of, the, one of the best in the business at you know performing with um, with limited resources, shall we say? I mean, given what he's done at Newcastle and with with the squad that they they have, you know. He's nearly had to do that his whole career. You know, think about Valencia. He never got what he wanted at Valencia. Think about the fucking idiots he had to deal with when he was at Liverpool. 
Yeah. You his know, first it, spell at Chelsea, he was harnessed by the interim uh, manager. We were, one of the, we, we were one of the biggest clubs in Europe at the time, and he wanted a centre half, and he had to go out and buy fucking Sotorios Kyriakos for yeah. 1.5 million. You know? But he we was a god. Biggest, he was a, he was we a Greek were, god. <laughs> we were getting to Europe. We were getting the Champions League semi-finals almost every year at that point. And they said, oh, we can't, we can't buy it. You. You've got a million and a half to go and buy a centre half. A million and a half? Absolutely unbelievable. But yeah, yeah, I suppose he's, he's, there's no better practice than, than him at that sort of thing. But, you know, there, there is the potential there that you, you could become slightly complacent. A bit like Ferguson did before he left, where he thought, oh, I just need to go and sign. Um, I just need to go and sign. Van Persie here. Van yeah, I just need to go and sign him and everything will be fine. Well, actually, it wasn't. He knew it wasn't. Well, it, was, it was for that season, but after that, it fell to fuck. He knew he was leaving scored stars. And, 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 and the reason they had that success was that they, they still had the reputation. Teams, teams were still rolling for them the way they do for City at the minute. You know, that they, they, that was still Ferguson's United. It still had that reputation. The minute that he left it, we we are where we are. All these yeah, I think I think he I think Ferguson got complacent with not only the competition that he was up against, but also the the quality of his squad. I think that he thought the quality of the squad was far higher than it was. I I don't think that I I don't for a minute. Ferguson's united through and through. He's he's too much ingrained in that club to say, oh, sure, it's my last season. I don't really give a fuck what the squad looks like." I just think he vastly. How could okay, so that that's 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 just maybe like maybe he overestimated some some of his players that that wouldn't be the first time that a manager had done that. But you know uh, he must because he, he, he chose David Moyes, didn't he? So how can you get that one wrong? So you know was he actually managing the team all those years if he was getting all that right and then getting all this stuff massively wrong? Or do you know what I mean? It, you sort of can't can't have it both ways. Like I think he was either, the either more than anything else, Neil. He was I the, think, he was the I authoritarian think, figure. Yeah, I, I think I think that's right. I think I think the club put far too much stock in Ferguson's knowledge of football in general. Yes, he was a brilliant, brilliant manager, and probably did the job of three or four, maybe even five people at that club. And I think that's why United are in such a mess because they're they're still operating under a structure that was fucking relevant in the 1980s whenever he was there doing absolutely well, everything. Here, here, here's one for you, just for the laugh of it. Like, what month do you think Solskjaer will get sacked? I'm thinking October. Yeah, he's going to... I mean, he's going to get off to... I mean, I don't know what the fixture's going to be like. They're probably going to play, you know... Like they've signed, they've signed a seventeen million pound wonder kid. Apparently, seventeen million, not much of a wonder kid. Doesn't matter who they sign; they're broken, they're done. They're not going to win games at the start of the season because unless they play the absolute shite bags, because because they're broken. They lost what nine of their last ten games or something stupid. I mean, they've got no no philosophy. They've got well. It looks no- like they're going to get Juan Basaka, who is uh, someone I rate highly. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Wrong sort of fullback, if you ask me. For me, you can have whichever players you want on that pitch for Man United. Without a plan, without a fucking proper fucking spirit, without without any kind of... But all he's at the wheel, Neil. All he's at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point. 
with him there, they're not. They've got nothing. They've got nothing. They're clinging on to some some kind of like we did with 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 Kenny. Unfortunately, to say in the you know in, in the second season, we we shouldn't have really given him it. We should have just given him the six months. Said cheers, thanks a lot, man. You know, still a legend. Obviously, always going to be a legend. But you know, we need. We need to make the next step now, and they've fallen into the same trap. Chief, can I jump in here just a second? I, I do agree with you, but at the same time, Kenny had won league titles with two different clubs. Kenny had won a league oh, yeah. cup, do- they're, they're league cup they're doubles they're as a manager. You can't, you can't compare their managerial careers, like but but but, but, but what I, yeah, out, like, I, but what I mean is, Doug Lee's actually had a track record behind him. He did, but it's. It was twenty. It was twenty five. Twenty years old, like it was. But behind the times, that was twenty years. I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is, there's no other club in Europe, anywhere, in in the elite clubs that Man United would like to to put themselves alongside, would go and hire a manager from the fucking Norwegian league. Absolutely. I don't care who they are. It's the most. Cre- if Fernando Hierro is managing fucking, I don't know, Ostergaard or something, do you know what it's like? It's like giving that fella who's who who's Swansea, who was managing Swansea, what do you call him, Potter? It's like giving him the fucking Manchester City job because he used to play for Manchester City. That's yeah. what it's like. It's, it's mental. ridiculous. But, it's absolutely but Dave, my fear is that, that, that Ollie goes in October... And, like, they just go straight to Spurs. They take the fucking 40 million on the fucking chin, which they'll do, and they'll take Pochettino. And and that worries me more than anything. You know, we can enjoy this laugh because it might not last too long. There's two things here, Dave. First of all, there's no way Daniel Levy lets Pochettino go in the middle of the season. There's no way that fucking happens. The second thing is, if they think if they think that Sackin Solskjaer and Haran, someone like, say, say Pochettino, say, say Max, Max Allegri, for, there is... Chiefs, right? That it's not that team is broke. That club is broken. Club the, is cu- broken. the culture's all wrong. Yep. The structure's all wrong. The hierarchy's all wrong. They have no fucking strategy whatsoever. Be it transfers, they have a brilliant commercial strategy, but that's where it stops. And that's you're why saying able- too, you're, you're saying the penny hasn't dropped yet. It's too soon for the penny no, to even, drop. If, if 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 they if they sack Solskjaer in October, then no, the penny hasn't dropped yet. If they're going to, if they, I don't care how badly United do or how badly Solskjaer does, the only way that, the only way that they will evidence that they have identified the actual root cause of the issue at Manchester United is if Solskjaer does three, four years with gradual improvement, or with, even with no sort of improvement. Because if Solskjaer I, does three or four years, Man United will not be in the Premier League. I tend to agree with you, Neil. That's why I think he goes in October because I think it's going to be a disaster. But it's going to be an will, will that be the moment? They've fallen off. They fell off catastrophically at the end of last season. They failed to win how many of their last games? Their squad is in. I think they won two of their last eleven or something. Yeah, their squad, but not only they won two of their last eleven, they lost how many of them? I think they lost the other nine. Maybe they drew one or whatever. Yeah, and that was from. Yeah, and was, to be and honest, from, he was, was appointed. That was from Solskjaer was appointed. So it shows. He do, you know, his influence isn't that strong in the dressing he's room. No, it was like, he's got no influence. They started, 
they started like a house on fire and did well. Like they won their first five, six, seven, eight games. And there was all this talk. No manager's ever done this. He could just be the greatest manager that's ever lived. And how come he was managing Mulder and he's got to get the job. And the next day, he gets the job and bang, they couldn't fucking win for Toffee. 